Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Odd World News Podcast. This week's episode is titled Small Spaces, Sinkholes, and Sales. Odd World News is a weekly podcast where we cover the strange and peculiar news that has occurred throughout the world. If you would like to follow along with this week's episode, you can find the show notes in your podcast application of choice or by going to oddworld.news slash 36. Here are the stories for the week of August 16th, 2015. Pests. Everybody has irrational fears. Sometimes these are for pests that have no true effect on us, but are perceived to be harmful. One prime example is bedbugs. Bedbugs do not carry disease, yet they are severely disliked. When you have an emergency, most places in the United States, you end up calling 911. When a 911 dispatch center has bedbugs, who do they call? Well, the answer is simple. An exterminator. An Allegheny, Pennsylvania 911 dispatcher found a small critter. It is suspected to be a bedbug. It was found at a 911 dispatch center. They reported it to management. Management called an exterminator. Allegheny County called in Terminix at a cost of almost $12,000. For this, the company set 140 traps and cleared out a single bed bug. Additionally, the county spent $33,000 cleaning workstations. The cleaning was budgeted and scheduled to occur later in the year, but they opted to do it now. A county spokeswoman states, quote, We decided to err on the side of caution because our employee safety is just as important as public safety. End quote. While the cleaning was going on, the dispatchers were sent to back up 911 call centers to perform their duties. The county has not yet confirmed that the culprit was in fact a bed bug, but it is working with property managers to verify that the entire building will get the same treatment as a 911 call center. Driving a drunk. A 46-year-old Stillwater, New York man had a bit too much to drink. He had to do the responsible thing and have someone drive him home. The issue with this plan was that the person driving him home was his 10-year-old son. A motorist saw the child driving in a pickup truck on Route 9P and called police. Police pulled the truck over and found that the 10-year-old was in the driver's seat. The child was picked up by a family member. The man, for his innovative decision, was arrested and charged with endangering the welfare of a child and permitting unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle. Small living. College in the United States is an expensive proposition. College students find many ways to save money. One of those ways could be selling back books, once the semester is done, to working part-time for a bit of extra money, and even renting an apartment with a few other people. One Green Mountain College senior has been doing something a bit different. He built a two-story, solar-powered house to live in. Here's the catch. It's only 96 square feet. The home is powered by two 100-watt solar panels. It includes a rocket mass heater built from a cast-iron stove. The heater is insulated with clay, sand, and straw, and is used for both cooking and heating. The senior said he did it because he wanted to reduce his carbon footprint. The house cost him about $3,000 to build, and it will, quote, help with the high cost of college, end quote. Ferreting out a solution. States have the right to determine what they think may be best for their citizens. This includes speed limits, zoning rules, and even what animals are legal to keep as domesticated pets. Two states, Hawaii and California, have banned one particular pet, the ferret. California's ban dates back to the 1930s. The stated reason for banning the animals includes safety, the animals may bite, sanitation, they are hard to house train, and concerns that they will breed and become an invasive species. Pat Wright, founder of Ferrets Anonymous, is hoping that he can get the ban removed. He has received the go-ahead from Sacramento to get signatures for his petition to be able to place a referendum on the ballot in 2016. A 
In order to get the petition on the ballot, he must gather almost 366,000 signatures. He states that he cannot afford to hire professionals to circulate the petitions, and he admits that he may not be able to gather the necessary signatures, but he's going to give it a try anyway. Wright states, quote, It would take a miracle, but if we showed some traction, I think people would come out of the woodwork. End quote. Currently, Petco stores in California stock the supplies for ferrets, but they do not sell the animals themselves. Fire ban. In reverse of the previous story, where a ban is trying to be lifted, we have an item that Warren Michigan's mayor, Jim Fouts, wants to be banned. The mayor is hoping to convince the city council that banning personal flamethrowers is the right move to make. Specifically, the ordinance would ban the storage, use, and possession of flamethrowers within the city. Fouts states, quote, I'm very concerned about it. It's very dangerous in a lot of situations, end quote. Additionally, he states that the device could be used to cause house fires, damage property, and cause injury or death. Personal flamethrowers are marketed as being used to clear insect hives, brush, melting snow and ice, and general recreation. Two companies are against the ban. Chris Byers, CEO of Ion Productions Team of Detroit, states, quote, Even if a product doesn't have a measurable utilitarian purpose, aside from entertainment, that's no reason an individual should be banned from ownership, end quote. He goes on to say, quote, Vehicles have been used to run people over, hammers and tools have been used as weapons, knives have been employed to cause harm instead of utility, but all of these products have practical uses, end quote. Flamethrowers can shoot flames between 20 and 50 feet. They can cost between $900 and $1,600. Flamethrowers are legal in Michigan and most other states, except Maryland and California, where they have been banned. According to Corey Ray, spokesman for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, flamethrowers do not qualify as firearms under the National Firearms Act and are not currently regulated. Prize hunting. Many people go to extreme lengths to win a prize. What people are willing to compete for includes gaming systems, lottery, and even just random raffles. This week we have a story out of Germany of some people wanting to win, quite badly. Police were called to a report of a shop being broken into in Mulheim an der Rohr. What police found when they arrived was that the tops of 1,200 beer bottles of Koenig Pilsner had been removed. What the thieves were searching for were points that could be redeemed for prizes. Some of the prizes include bow speakers and a black and decker power. Some of the prizes include bow speakers and black and decker cordless drills. To add more to the mystery, none of the beer had been drunken at all. Given the number of caps removed, police suspect more than one person is responsible. Swapping signs. There are many people who enjoy anything with the phrase 420 on it. 420 is used to symbolize the stoner culture. Well, Idaho has done something to combat the stealing of their mile marker sign. They've changed it from 420 to 419.9. Adam Rush of the Idaho Transportation Department states that this is the only 420 sign that has been replaced in Idaho. He also states that having the sign removed from a highway is quite rare. Idaho is not the only state to have to worry about the 420 mile marker. Both Washington and Colorado have also had to replace signs. Washington has two highways that are longer than 400 miles. Even with the rash of signs that state 420 on them, it does not always have to be stolen signs in order to make the news. In May of 2014, Montana police made one of their largest pot busts. They accomplished this by pulling over a car along mile marker, you guessed it, 420, on Interstate 90. 
law enforcement found 115 pounds of marijuana hidden inside the car. Robbery gone wrong. Robbers can be quite brazen with their techniques. Two teenagers decided that they were going to prepare themselves properly. They put on masks and armed themselves with machetes before entering into Perry Market in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The two went into the convenience store and demanded money from the register. What the teens were not ready for was that the clerk would pull out a sword and knock the smaller weapon out of one of the teens' hands. One customer was able to grab the second suspect, but was unable to hold him for long. The teens fled. The suspects have not yet been identified. Old Wounds Back in March of 2013, a man was asleep in his bedroom when the floor collapsed beneath him and he fell inside. Sadly, the man was not recovered from the sinkhole that had developed. After that incident, the sinkhole was filled and considered to be stable. Well, earlier this week, the same sinkhole opened up again. Thankfully, this time nobody was injured. Larry McKinnon, spokesman states, quote, Generally, when they fill them in, they are pretty stable. So, it is pretty rare that they reopened to the extent that this one has. End quote. He also states that the heavy rain and severe dry spots that have caused the ground to weaken and create the sinkholes. The county will be filling in the 20-foot deep sinkhole. Sales of Silence Back in episode 33, we covered a story about two houses used in AMC show Breaking Bad that were now on the market. It seems to be the right time to sell houses that are used in movies and TV. This week, we have another iconic house that is for sale. This one was used in the movie Silence of the Lambs. The three-story Victorian house was purchased by Scott and Barbara Lloyd nearly 40 years ago. They received a knock on their door by a location scout, out of the blue. The scout was requesting that they use the couple's house for the movie. The couple agreed. In the film, the character of Buffalo Bill uses the place to keep his victim in a dungeon. Preparation to make the home usable for the film took approximately six weeks. The couple was married in the foyer of the home and decided it was time to downsize. In the same manner that the Breaking Bad houses did not include the meth labs, this house does not include the dungeon used in the film. And that concludes this week's episode of the Odd World News Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes at oddworld.news. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore oddworldnews. If you'd like to submit a story or send feedback, you can email us at oddworldnewspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and follow the Amazon link on the left side of the website. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.